Now, Talk Real Estate, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm Shara McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, located on the South Shore, and I have been working as a full-time realtor and sales and marketing consultant for home buyers and home sellers for the past 15 years. I have helped hundreds of clients throughout the home buying and home selling process. My unique approach to assisting my clients to the next chapter of their lives is driven by being a team player and by offering them continuous training, education, advising, and mentoring. I like to say that I offer my clients exceptional service that moves you. Every week, I will be providing you with real estate topics ranging from home buyer and home seller advice, legal matters, insurance binders, flood insurance concerns, home inspection questions, environmental worries like radon, lead paint, and mold, mortgages and loan programs, staging tips and ideas, real estate contracts, market trends, home values, and more. It's a talk radio show, and sometimes we are even interactive, so you can follow along online. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. If you missed any of our shows, or if you want to listen to one again, you can listen on my podcast at talkrealestateradio.com. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me regarding your home sale or your home purchase, I'd love the opportunity to meet with you. You can connect with me anytime at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. And hello to all our South Shore neighbors. You are listening to Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara. My name is Melissa Wallace, and I'm here with my team member, Mary Baker. What's up, Melissa? Good. I'm just hanging out, you know, just doing a radio show. No big deal. Um, Sharon McNamara is in the building. She's just upstairs brushing her teeth. Well, yes. She's in the house. She's in the house. She's in our forever home over here, but she's brushing her teeth, and I just told everybody. But we have a special, <laughs> special guest with us tonight. We have, um, I want to say your old name, but you just got married. But Don't worry. I keep forgetting, too. Jasmine Glasgow. Yes, yes. It feels weird, but we're leaning into it. <laughs> we have Jasmine Glasgow. Glasgow from Maritime Mortgage joining us tonight. Hello, Jasmine. Hello, Melissa. How are you? Thank you for coming. I'm well, and thank you for having me on. I've been Facebook stalking the show for a while, so I'm excited (laughs) to be a part of it. You're our number one fan. I definitely am. I know. Well, Facebook has like the top, like top fan badges now, and uh, I think Tracy Grady is our top fan on our Facebook page, and I think you would be our uh, Facebook Live top, top person. So not know who to beat. Got it. Yeah, you know who to beat. <laughs> and we have Sharon McNamara here. Sharon? Yes, I am here. I am here. Sorry, I just had to go freshen up. You know, it's been a long day. I told everybody what you were doing. <laughs> I'm having a little bit of a hot flash right now, too. You guys will probably stick a hair in it. But uh, yeah, we have a good show tonight. I'm really happy that Jasmine is here with us because we are going to continue on with our topic from last week, which was discussing deposits. And I thought, Jasmine, this will be a good opportunity for you as well to talk to um, our listeners about what things they should be thinking about as they're depositing money, withdrawing money. Oh, for sure. With you just getting married, you probably got lots of checks and lump deposit, I'm sure that that's something that you have to sort of account for. Oh, absolutely. If you're making arrangements to buy a house, you need to be thinking about these things, Mm -hmm. not 
two weeks, not three weeks, months in advance. If you know that you're going to have large deposits like gifts, you need to think about the way you're going to track it, the way you're going to use it. Um, and then when it comes to the actual deposits, um, the way we track and use those and how they impact the timeline is super important, which is why I bombarded the show to come on here today. <laughs> no, I think like, this is great. a great topic. I have, to, I have to be a part of it. Yeah, and I absolutely love that ring you got there on your left finger. Ooh, that's a pretty that's one. That's some bling. I'm keeping it. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you have to return him, keep that. Yes. Hey, 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 we like her. Yes, we do. We love her. We, we love her. Yeah. Let's take a look at my average day. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, so we actually have tonight um, just the rough um, agenda for our show. As always, we are going to be waiting for Lisa DeMilo so she can get you on track and on home, um, on home, at home, on time, safely. And then after that, we'll get right back into our topic. We'll do a little snapshot of what we talked about last week and then we'll continue on with some other great topics uh, this year on the whole topic. I said topic literally five times. <laughs> and you said this year. This year we are talking about <laughs> We're trying to fan her. We're going through a lot of topics this year. <laughs> it's all about the topics, yes. But if you are on Facebook, um, if you want to go on to Facebook, you can uh, catch us at Boston Connect Real Estate. So we switched it up this week. Instead of uh, catching me on my personal page, you can catch us um, on that, which is Boston Connect Real Estate. And you can like us and friend us. You can ask us questions right on there and we will be able to find them one of us will right that's how we, yeah i have it up we got jasmine here. yeah that's yeah. how jasmine got here yes and she, she's not nervous anymore i told you it's just like sitting around our table it is minus the headphones <laughs> <laughs> so we should practice with these. this is not how you hang out with all of your friends like this is how we hang out with people your microphone sounds a little funny to me i don't think so. it's on yeah okay we'll, we'll fix that <laughs> just saying all right so is it working now? Okay, yeah, I think it's working now. We do have Lisa standing by. Are you there now? Yes, okay. I'm here. I don't know. We, we're gonna have to fix that as soon as we hear that Lisa Demilo. She is, is standing by. Us. She is okay. So as Lisa uh, gives us a little update on what the traffic looks like, we're gonna get Melissa all fixed up. So hey, Lisa, how's it going out there? Well, there, Sharon, it's uh, the worst of it's on the expressway right now. Um, it's jammed on the southbound side from the tunnel down to South Bay and down through Savin Hill. You're back in it from Squanum Street to the split. Northbound's crawling approaching the tunnel. Route 3 South is backed, is backed up a bit coming. Hello? Route 3 South is backed up a bit coming off the expressway. The Sagmore and Bourne are both delay-free. Route 24 South is busy through West Bridgewater. And Route 44 is good. This report is sponsored by the Empire State Building. The new Empire State Building Observatory is now the only museum open from 8 a.m. to 2 a.m. Purchase your tickets at the EmpireStateBuilding.com forward slash radio open daily. Traffic on the nines every morning. I'm Lisa DeMilo in the WATD Traffic Center. Don't miss a minute. Check out the podcast page at talkrealestateradio.com. Talk Real Estate, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate. 
We are continuing our conversation here on Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara. Uh, my name is Melissa Wallace. This is Sharon McNamara. Next to me, if I just look. In case you don't have <laughs> In your case Facebook. you don't have it on or if you're watching us on Facebook, Mary Baker's here. And we have Jasmine Glasgow from Maritime Mortgage. Uh, continuing our conversation about how, uh, how to protect our deposits. Super important, don't you guys think? Absolutely. Yes, I think it's a great topic. I felt like I was really passionate about it last week, and I was like, you have to do this. You inspired like, just, my shy just self listen. to come here. You know what? If I'm, gonna, I'm just going to jump in here. I guess, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know if that's rude or not, but I'm going to do it. Um, do it. One thing that I want to clarify is that the deposit, and we call them EMDs, earnest money deposits, hmm. is part of your down payment. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so if you're, unless you're doing a 0% down loan, so that might be um, a USDA, a VA loan, um, there are even some mass housing programs that don't require a down payment. This is money that would either go towards your closing costs. If those are all covered, it comes back to you. So it's a good faith, um, a show of good faith, but it also is part of your down payment when it's required. So people always ask me, you know, I, I already gave $1,000, but I see your estimate shows yeah, yeah, yeah. that, you know, I have $10,000 more. I'm like, well, let's look at this in a big picture way. You give some of it now and the rest of it, you're going to give it closing or it's some part of it. So, mm -hmm. you know, if there are multiple deposits on a purchase, then you're going to have that money go towards what's owed totally. Um, and now when you're talking cash to close against it, these are just line items we subtract. And so it's really important to know that it's not additional money. Yeah. No. I think that's probably one of the biggest misconceptions or questions that we get is, you know, is that money that I'm putting down with the offer or the purchase and sales agreement, where is that going? And am I now doubling up and paying additional on top of um, what I've already given for the closing? Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And does it who holds it? Whose money is it? Mm -hmm. Is it do I, do I just give it to the seller? And yeah. the answer is no. Until closing, that money is still yours, which is why we're talking about protecting it. Because you're giving that, you're holding it. Someone is holding it during a transaction. But if things fall apart, we're seeing now a lot of craziness with appraisals. And if you have a contingency, you know that safety net protecting you about the value, and the deal falls apart, and you're you know you're losing this beautiful home and whatnot, but you need to get that money back. Mm -hmm. And so you have a date up until when either the mortgage of the appraisal is protected and that's why it's held in that 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 you know center account mm -hmm. whoever that might be sometimes it's title sometimes it's the um the agents um and that is kind of an in-between it's like a no man's land but it's your money until you close and so when we're talking about protecting it that's why dates are so important because mm -hmm. it you get that back if things go wrong yeah mm -hmm. and it also too i mean i'm actually going to be teaching a class in our office uh, on thursday on multiple offer situations and how to make your offer look the best and it's it's interesting because i think that sometimes agents just throw in any number, not knowing how to really fully send out, write out an offer mm -hmm. form. So I think we mentioned it last week is that we actually had an offer where we were holding a hundred thousand dollars for a second deposit. I was nervous for three months. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's just that that buyer, I mean, we obviously, I, I'll be honest, I've been doing this for about 19 years now. And in my history, I have probably seen it twice where there's actually been a situation with the money. Mm -hmm. Now, I think that the buyer fully recognized and knew that it was going to happen because they just didn't show up to the showing and they changed their mind. So, but that's the thing is, you if you think about, we've had so many clients this past month who have more moved out of state. Yeah. You know, think about the expense of and they move out before the closing, like sometimes a oh, week. There's no going two back. Weeks. 
you know, so they're already in South Carolina or Florida. So the expense that they incur to do that is based on your, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Intention. Intention. Yeah. And if you just show up because another house came on the market that you like better, that's where it becomes a little slippery because mm-hmm. I would rather be holding a minimum of 5% than holding zero. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what, from a buyer's perspective, you know, because I don't work with the seller unless I am financing them on the buy side. And when, you know, I'm talking to buyers, I'm saying you have to be courteous. You're making these life plans and, you know, you're going out and you're making offers. And if you're making them on multiple properties at the same time, you're setting up multiple people to fail. And these are people's lives as well. Mm -hmm. These sellers are making, you know, they're changing their kids' schools. They're making, you know, these big decisions based on something you're putting down. Mm -hmm. And an offer is a a legally binding contract. I don't know how many times I have to say that mm-hmm. in a month, but it's you. You're when you're putting that offer forward, and you don't have these these contingencies to fall back on, like a home inspection or whatever. You mm-hmm. changing your mind if the seller wants to be mean about it, which people in real estate aren't yeah. like that. You know, yeah. the agents mm-hmm. are going to discourage that. But if they've already incurred expenses because of you, you can't think it's it's unrealistic for them to want to recoup some of that mm-hmm. if you just change your mind. I mean, mm-hmm. that's why you have to think about it. You have to be serious when you're home because it is hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's a big decision, maybe a 30-year loan for you, mm-hmm. but it's other people too. It's yeah. their next 30 years as well. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it, like you said, it's a legally binding contract. You legally should not be writing. If you're writing offers for two properties and PS, if you can afford two properties, and you, there are people that can, yeah. and you write offers for two people, you potentially just bought two houses. <laughs> you I, know? I did have an attorney um, who... He, by twist of not faith. Not a very smart one then. No, no, by twist of faith, he received the the offers for both. Oh. And this person had made, I think they made seven offers. This was in the fall when things were kind of slow. And he's, yeah. they just made seven offers. And it, I think his qualification, he could have afforded three of them. But mm. by a twist of fate, two of them went to the, the, the um, same attorney. attorney. And there was nothing wrong with the home inspections. And the attorney tried to hold him to it. Mm-hmm. And now it came to the point where the agent sat down and they talked about it. And the seller hadn't made plans. And they mm-hmm. just... They went with the one that they actually wanted, but it was a super, mm-hmm. you know, and they used my pre-approval, which put me in a spot that, I, you know, I was like, this is unethical. Mm-hmm. You know, it's and not And you had fair. no idea that that was going no, on gosh, either. No. Like, no. But the attorney contacts me and was like, well, this address is like, that's a new address. I thought they just moved on. And, you know, you're putting a lot of people in an odd situation mm-hmm. and we're all always trying to protect you. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that's why we're sitting here today to talk about protecting your deposit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you have to be fair. You have to play by the rules. Mm-hmm. And it, if we all work in good faith like that, yeah. you know, when things do hit the fan or things change, we can mm-hmm. have these conversations like, you know, appraisal didn't come in, we'd like the, the earnest money deposit back. Yeah. You know, if if you're playing these games at the beginning and you're kind of mm-hmm. putting people in a bad situation, if it comes to asking for something and you're past your mortgage contingency, which by the way, guys, is a super, super, super important contingency. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I'm biased to that. Yeah. Um, that's your <laughs> contingency. <laughs> it is. That's it's, what we have you for. It's <laughs> your safety net. It's saying mm-hmm. if for any reason you cannot get financing up until this date, you get that money back. Yes. You can get out of the contract. Mm-hmm. And that date is super important. But you know, when it comes to that date and say someone misses it because you don't have as a loan officer mm-hmm. and you're beyond that date and you're asking for your money back, the seller doesn't have to abide. So you always mm-hmm. want to play by the rules, above yep. board, and that way when things come down, you, you remember it's people working with people. And understanding how important those dates are so when you have your team put together that they understand 
what these dates are because I also said this last week there were there have been times when the mortgage commitment actually can you see, see me okay yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm facing you <laughs> <laughs> the, the mortgage commitment uh, the mortgage contingency date goes and two days later I get a call from a you know panicked agent who you know had just spent the weekend at the beach or whatever wasn't paying attention and I mean that isn't unfair to say maybe you know some of the agents are busy and maybe it just went by them but if you're that busy you need an assistant or you need a better you know team, team or you need a better you know calendar <laughs> to let you know because at that point you know and they do the same thing with contingency dates when it comes to home inspection dates oh, and everything yeah. too so um, but tonight we're talking about deposits another night we'll talk about home inspections uh, but you are right about those dates being so so important so um I know this past weekend we put a new listing on the market and um the agent, um, very well-known agent, very good agent. I mean, we're very fortunate on the South Shore that we know a lot of wonderful, wonderful agents, and we all work well in the sandbox together. Um, her her client came. She did a showing at the beginning of the week. Then her client came to the open house. In fact, her client was the first one there and actually helped hold my balloons. <laughs> and I'll, You'll uh, never forget that. And I'll tell you, I must be getting a little bit older because like, and now like my emotions are starting to play a little oh. bit, Melissa. Yeah, I'm getting a little soft. Is it my fault? Oh, you love those love letters. Yeah, love and the love, letters. the love letters. I have no heart. Yeah. <laughs> we, Sorry. we all agree. Mary has no heart. Heartless. Hashtag, right? Yeah. It's only been said once or twice. Yeah. <laughs> but um, what was I going to say? So with that process, what um, her... Loan, uh, she, her client didn't have a home um, a pre-approval pre letter, so I was like, oh, you know what? If she wants one today, I was like, uh, let me introduce you to the best of the best. So I introduced her to Jasmine, and then as we were doing the offers, Melissa puts all of our offers together, and I could see that she did call you, sweet lady, super sweet, super yes. sweet, and um, the agent. By the way, she's a great agent too. Um, her offer didn't get accepted. I heard. And yeah. I didn't take it personally. This happened. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we still but, love you, obviously. She is the runner-up, so just so you know. <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I obviously don't want anything to fall apart with the first one, but it really came down to, we had four offers total, and it came down to the offer that they accepted was the only one that did not have a home sale contingency. So as much as I know that things are probably going to be fine, mm -hmm. but you're, you have to think of it this way. Now I'm looking at one person didn't have their house on the market yet, and it was in New Hampshire. Wow. Yeah. So out of state. I, things move so quickly in and, New Hampshire. And yeah. we, <laughs> we thought that it could possibly already be on the market because their timeline was sort of tight. But yeah. then when we found out that it wasn't, it's just the timeline wasn't going to work mm -hmm. in, the, in the offer. So had yeah. we chosen that one, we might have negotiated the the, um, mm -hmm. the dates, but it just didn't line Again, up. Yeah, it wasn't even on the market yet. And then the other one, um, she has her house under agreement. Well, there's two others. They have their house under agreement. But yet, we're waiting for the commitment letter for their buyers. Oh, yeah. So now you're waiting for two commitment letters. Mm -hmm. So now you have to put your confidence in people that you don't even know. Have no control over yeah. that second domino deal. Exactly. Yep. But I think as a, I'll give myself some credit. I think I am a very good listing agent. When I was talking to the other agents, I asked, okay, so you're the listing agent on their properties. I have confidence in that. Mm -hmm. Who are the buyer's agents for your people's property? And both people have very, very solid, good agents who are the buyer's agents on the opposite side. 
So and that's why it's so important when I, I'm talking to people and I'm like, oh, I'm just and nothing against any particular company, but say a company that's completely online and only lists mm-hmm. at 1% and doesn't actually show up to anything, just any company that that could possibly <laughs> be. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I'm going to do this. And I'm like, hey, do you know that these agents, when they're considering offers, you know, they, they look at who you have in your team uh-huh. and it's part of it, it, you know it's it's part of the real world uh-huh. you know we talk about how everything is supposed to be perfect everything's supposed to be even but in the reality of things if if we have no confidence like when i'm dealing a, dub, a domino deal and a, i might be financing two of seven you know in the transaction and i'm like okay who is this loan officer sometimes i'll speak to every loan officer involved because uh-huh. i'm like if you're not going to answer your phone if you're some click type of, you know, uh-huh. LO and you just kind of threw something against the wall and, and it can make the, every deal close, Absolutely. you know. And so when we're when we're talking and, and you know, as you know, I obviously deal with people financing and also selling at the same time, like you need to make sure you have your team intact. And it's so important to choose a realtor or a real estate company or, a, you know, a team that understands the mm-hmm. ins and outs of it and mm-hmm. is actually going to show up and show up for you. So side note on that. I was going to say, we digressed a little on that, but it is actually probably one of the most important things because even when talking about deposits, you know that the agent on the other side or the loan officer has their stuff together enough that you don't have to worry. You know that they're going to be touching base with you every week and you know that you know, you've know you never had a bad dealing with them. And mm-hmm. it does make a difference. Yeah, It really does. Well, when you, Sharon, present mm-hmm. all of the offers to our clients, you know, you go over who the loan officer is. And if you've had an experience with this one, yes, I'm familiar with this loan officer, or I might not be familiar with the loan officer, but I am with the company. Um, you know, so you, you sort of go through all that oh, with our Absolutely. Clients. When you put that list together for me, I think one of the things that is so important is I don't like to look who see who the agents are because I don't want to play favorites. But then there's another part of me that feels like I have to know because I want to know if I'm working with a professional or not, especially when my clients have timelines, mm-hmm. you know, but we're definitely looking at who is the loan officer and who is the, you know, the bank that they're working for. And, you know, there have been times, Jasmine, that we've, I almost called you Jazz. That's okay. It's okay? Okay. Yeah. All right. We're there now? Jazzy yeah. Jeff. We're there. She, call, she calls me Jazzy I don't Jeff, know and why. I have no, no part yeah. of Jeff is in my name. Watch, watch the Fresh, fresh Prince of I was going to say the I'm Fresh still, Prince. I don't resemble. I just okay. don't. Not even remotely. <laughs> not remotely. Sorry. Yeah, yeah I know. But it, it works. I will respond. Yeah. It, it rhymes. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but we've called you in the past and said, have you ever heard of this this mortgage company? Mm-hmm. You, know, you have nothing to do with the transaction that we're dealing with at that time, but we'll call you and say, have you ever heard of this company? Because they have an offer on one of our properties. Yeah. And I'll be honest. I, I, there's so many houses, so many transactions that happen every single month. If I thought that I could do them all alone, um, I would be insane. So it's, there's so You many, already are a little okay. bit. I'm kidding. Listen, you. <laughs> that was Mary, by the yeah. way, um, <laughs> for finger pointing purposes yes. later. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's about you know, working together and Mm -hmm. and like, and I think it's an important part of this. Of course it is. I mean, I think everybody um, has an integral role to play. And the reason, I think the reason we're talking about having a team so much and just talking about all the different parts and that goes from a loan officer to a real estate agent to your real estate attorney, 
is because all of those key members are there to specifically protect your interest, protect your deposit, protect um, your your potential to find suitable housing, like all of these little intricacies that go into every contract. Sure. That's what the team is there to do. So can we get um, back, back to, to the deposits, deposits? please? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's we and this is this is great. we're just like you learn more when you go off, mm-hmm. I think. Well, I think we're all adopting like a baby cub syndrome thing from Sharon over here and we're just like, We just wanna protect you. We I just know. wanna help I you. I've got a hot flash from Sharon also. I don't know if that's <laughs> yeah. possible. I mean, probably Possibly. it's hot in here, and you're you're in your nice suit jacket. Suit um, jacket. Are you not on Facebook? Is it a, is it a sport coat? I, I don't jacket. know what women wear. I think it's Isn't supposed to be a Isn't a sport coat for a man? I'm I'm Jazzy Jeff, so maybe <laughs> <laughs> this is a thing now. Let's not tell Herman. <laughs> if he doesn't know already. So deposits. Can we talk okay. about the actual writing of and um, and documentation of a deposit? We went over what a deposit is, mm-hmm. you know, and when it might come up. But let's discuss um, what you're supposed to do with that deposit, how much it is. We kind of went over that a little last week. I say we, it's you, but I was kind <laughs> it's of okay. there. You were there. Like I was there. <laughs> you were participating. And so you and your agent are going to be the ones that decide the deposit. I have nothing to do with that. Don't ask me that. I stay in my lane. But I have seen deposits go as crazy as you know forty-five thousand on the offer, mm-hmm. um, and oh yeah, to a hundred dollars on on the yeah. offer. Mm-hmm. I you know typically I see a thousand, and then the remaining of your down payment. A lot of the times, as long as it doesn't exceed an exorbitant amount, at the most I've seen has been fifty percent down. But these people were in a crazy you know bidding war in Boston mm-hmm. so that's a decision that's going to come down to you and your agent and what you both feel you'd be comfortable doing and what would strengthen your offer mm-hmm. but when you do make that check out and a lot of the times it's money orders it is a bank check you should know that it can take you know 10 to 15 dollars to do from your bank mm-hmm. um, some I've seen wires happen a lot recently there's a lot of wire fraud so mm-hmm. I, I, we yeah we don't accept wires as to say we mm-hmm. really try to press away from that. Um, but you, you might have an agent or attorney who's like stressing it. A money order is just as good. And then if you're going to do a personal check, just make sure that you have the money in the right account. I can't tell you how many times oh. those get returned. Mm-hmm. And remember, we have to verify this money leaving your account to yeah. make sure that you are not an interested party contributing. So um, a lot of money laundering comes in this deposit stage. So we have to watch it leave your account. So when you're getting a money order, it's much faster on the timeline. So if you need to close in 18 days, don't write personal checks. No, because that's great advice, actually, because mm-hmm. you're probably seeing some crazy tight timelines right now. Yes. I know we've done a couple to you. <laughs> no worries. Whoop. No worries. Well, uh, the <laughs> commitment letter dates, I, I know I don't sound right on this. There's something yeah. wrong with this microphone. So can I share? Yeah. Okay. So one of the things I'm noticing is that with the commitment letter dates are so close to the closing date. So it's a little nerve wracking oh, when sure. that's happening. So, you know, what is the, what is the, um, you know, the quickest turnaround other than my commercial loan that you did in 23 days? <laughs> <laughs> I did your recent purchase in 23 days as well. Yeah. Oh, I, really? Yeah. You did yeah. that to me. <laughs> Sorry. Plimpton. Plimpton. Oh yeah. Oh, well, you're no. welcome. Yeah. <laughs> I like to test out she the people I use. That's why. For in order for me to refer people, I have to test them out first. Yes, and well <laughs> tested. Um, the tightest. I mean, right now there's something happening in the industry which is totally separate. But um, a lot of the appraisals are being delayed. There's an overflow due to refinances. We are seeing a lot of appraisals delay. And there's another thing, totally again off topic, but the CFPB has pulled back its regulators.
traders. And um, what we're seeing is the AMC, the appraisal management companies, are taking a little bit more of the cut. And so a lot of appraisers are rejecting um, appraisals because oh. they're not worth the money. Mm. Like if they have to drive to Timbuktu yeah. to do the, um, they're not, they're not doing it. Flight involved there. Oh. Yeah, they're not doing it. <laughs> that might actually be a little bit good for us because then we are not going to get appraisers who aren't familiar with the area. You'd think that, but I just had. Oh, I'm good. I'm goodbye. Oh, oh I'm yeah. Back. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just had an appraiser come up from Rhode Island to do a Boston appraisal. No. Oh, yeah. So you think that, but they're expanding to the people who might not. And, you know, yes, I have a lot of appraisals, uh, appraisers, and who might be even watching now, um, who I'm friends with on Facebook, and you know, sometimes I'll chat and be like, "Is this really happening right now?" And they're like, "We are swamped." We are oh. absolutely swamped. So when we're seeing these tight timelines, and you know we're seeing you're, we're trying to track down these deposits, um, and we're seeing you write personal checks, and then we might see the listing agent take 12, 15 days to cash it, which I'm, I thought the rule was supposed to be 10 days. Immediate. It's immediately. It should be immediately, but I, I thought it had to be. I thought it had to be within 10 days. But anyways, um, that that personal check can set you back. It can actually delay your closing. Yeah, so. I mean, because we need to watch it. And I just had someone who was like, we can't, I can't get a printout. I can't do it. Um, why is this so important? And it's because you can get a money order. You can bring cash to the bank, get a money order, and then show me that you have the cash in your mm. checking. But is that's drug money. There's no way to tell unless I see the money leaving your account. We are trying to prevent terrorism and money laundering. It is an actual thing, and it's part of our job. It's why loan officers um, are supposed to be federally licensed. I have a question for you. So uh, something that I brought up last week, mm -hmm. I almost said last year. We're talking about years now. It's last week. Though. Yeah. <laughs> last week I brought up, um, you know, because I do the deposits here at Boston mm -hmm. Connect. So, I, and I'm very strict about the second deposit needing to be um, a, a, a certified check because timelines are timelines are so tight and, and all that. And, you know, checks bounce. People forget to move money and everything like that. But yeah. um, I've had loan officers reach out to me. They've gotten my contact information from listing agents asking me to write a letter um, and sign it saying, yes, we received this amount on this date and this amount on this date. They both cleared on our escrow accounts. So what what purpose would that be for somebody to reach out to me to need that letter so if they've seen it clear out of someone's account? It would be because they didn't. Oh, um, okay. So the way we document deposits, it's really fun. There's, there's multiple ways to do it and it depends on your loan type. But um, sometimes it's a combination of verifying that the money has cleared your account and the deposit slip along with a copy of the check and then the verified funds. Mm -hmm. So there's combinations of ways to do it where you haven't seen that money and it's a good it's a good way to go around it but we're seeing a lot of red flags mm -hmm. and we're, we're seeing a lot of requests to verify the earnest money deposit. Even when we've met technically a Fannie Mae or a HUD guidelines, mm -hmm. they're still asking you to see that. Yeah. Um, but that is a super common um, thing and I do it too. I, I'm, I'm yeah. one of the LOs that might have reached out to you and said, hey, give me yeah. verification. There's only been one time where I have said that I wasn't going to do the letter because mm -hmm. it, it hadn't, I like to wait 10 days for it to clear in our bank account because that is the time frame that our bank gives us to let us know that something hasn't cleared. So it might have gone you know, through on my end and I can see it in the account, but it takes a couple of days for them to be like, oh no, it actually didn't clear. And then they have to notify us. So there's only been one time where I've been like, um, you have to wait six more days for me to tell you. 
whether or not it can go through. And you know what? Each and I find each each agency has their own policy mm-hmm. about it. I have had some people who just refuse to, and I've had to get like an attorney involved, like the closing mm-hmm. attorney, like, hey, it's an escrow account. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to provide verification within a timely manner. Yeah. I just put air quotes for all of you on the radio <laughs> um, because it's kind of undefined. But you know, we have a lot of gray areas in this, and so we just want to make sure we're 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 doing all the things right. Take a copy of whatever withdrawal documents if you're mm-hmm. getting a make a, a money order or bank certified check. Um, make sure you're taking copies of the check, not crossed out, not written on. Make sure you're taking a copy of the check, and then make sure if you're depositing and moving money around, you're always. Um, documenting and taking photos of every single piece of paper that's involved with that transaction. It might not seem important. It might seem like the ATM slip isn't really a big deal, but we need it. So, mm-hmm. you know, or we, we might need it. And if it's the case, it saves you a trip to the bank. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's a long time that you're being this stringent on. you got to just watch your finances for a good 60 days. Just don't do anything crazy for 60 days. Or in your case, a year, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Forever. Two shade, yeah. <laughs> well, the good thing about um, our deposits is we're able to do them remotely from here. So mm-hmm. I can literally sit in my office and do deposits. So if you have an offering on a Boston Connect real estate listing, your check will most likely be cashed the day that you hand it over to You can literally just agent. walk it up to Melissa <laughs> and she'll cash it immediately. You say, okay, yep, doing this. Okay, so. And that's in. And that's one of the things it's like if I see and I just know when I'm gonna have an easy transaction and some agencies I'm just like okay this is a new person and we're gonna learn them and we're gonna we're gonna get to know them in some places I'm like oh easy peasy like mm-hmm. this is this is gonna be no sweat and that's one of the things I do like is I can I can verify it because it's part of our process though it's and, and it's part of the EMD con- the earnest money deposit deposit conversation mm-hmm. um, but are there any other um, like parts of this that we haven't covered. We covered what it is, when we do it, how we verify it, and... Well, talk a little bit about the wedding in, in the money. Did you already do that while I was trying to fix my microphone? No. Okay. Um, because, I, like, just lumps of money. Like, I noticed you, that you said something about um, drug money. Yeah. They're not a protecting class, but <laughs> I mean, protecting if you are a drug dealer, you certainly can buy a house. However, we'll have to uh, figure out where all that money is coming from. Um, <laughs> I would like to say, because I'm federally licensed, that that is not, not true. true. <laughs> Don't come to me if you're a drug dealer. <laughs> uh, no, we're only teasing. Just kidding. We're, we're kidding. Joking. We're kidding. There's not wine. This is okay. No, it's so, iced tea. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm on water. But, but so. big lumps of money, I'd like to talk about that, about the wedding thing, when you do come into a lot of money that way, or yeah. an inheritance, or a lo- like a gift gifts. from a parent. All right, so let's let's change directions a little here to gifts. Um, I feel like we're in, guys, uh, call in, or yeah. we're on Facebook Live. I've seen some questions mm-hmm. come in and in my, my instant messages, yeah, and I'm, I'm trying to cover them. Um, but... We're going to switch gears a little bit here. Let me just give the number to everybody. So if you're listening, (laughs) 781-837-4900. We have Ben. Ben, you're still with us, right? Um, no, P fell asleep. Yep. Well, Ben, I think Ben is there. So, anyways, seven eight one eight three seven four nine zero zero. Yeah. So let's um let's talk gifts. So with with our wedding, um we got a lot of cash, different like different 
you know, amount. Yeah, and we got checks, a good combination of them. We also got casino chips. Thanks, Derek. Um, so <laughs> we could use those for anything. But when you're depositing, it's really important that you're keeping a record. And so I, being me, have a crazy Excel spreadsheet. And I have sent this Excel, Excel mm-hmm. spreadsheet to many of my engaged clients who are like, I don't know what we're going to do after. There is a form that you have to use to, to verify and individually classify those gifts. Now, a lot what? of times, oh, yes. And so... Sam, we don't have to get married. <laughs> for FHA financing, you actually need a full, at minimum, one-day statement from each of the donors. You don't have to do that with wedding funds. This is a whole other conversation that we'll get into at a different time. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have questions about this, call me um, because it, it can get a little bit much. But if we're doing this, we're only going to be verifying deposits unless it's kind of fishy. We're going to be verifying deposits that are 50% of your income or less monthly. Mm-hmm. So if you're making $10,000, we're looking for deposits 5000 or over. So a lot of my clients have been breaking up their deposits um, due to um, either not being very organized, which is totally okay, getting the de- mm-hmm. getting the gift over time um, or just strategically like I I have no idea who gave this to me I'm just gonna put this money here and you know we look at it cumulatively if it's looking like this is clearly at one time we're gonna verify it um, but we work together on that part of things um, and so that's when it's when it's a unique situation your marriage should only happen one to four times in your life <laughs> and so <laughs> minimum minimally the inheritance something like that where it's off the off the bat we um, are gonna get a copy of that check we're gonna see it go into your account and then we're going to either provide the obituary which i have had mm-hmm. to do a couple of times or we're going to go into public records to see mm-hmm. where it came from a lot of time it's from the sale of a house we'll get the closing disclosure we'll get a letter from whoever's holding the estate so when we're talking about gifts it's really what it is at that time mm-hmm. um, that makes sense, yeah I, I mean i just had someone get gifted stock which was oh. the second time in Hopefully eight years. Hopefully it was um, like Mac or something. Oh, it right? was, something it was like thriving. four shares of like Apple stock Microsoft. Yeah. So it was, it was sizable too. Um, and the, the way we had to trace that was kind of interesting, like um, for a geek anyways. <laughs> and, you know, self-proclaimed. Self-proclaimed. Um, and going through and verifying, um, you know, with the with the E-Trade consultant and the letters that we had to get, we can get real creative um, as long as we've got the contacts. So it's really about making sure you know who's involved with your gift. Um, where they got the money from is also important. If they just, if they're handing you cash, you say, thank you so much, please deposit your cash and give me a check. Mm-hmm. So don't take suitcases of cash. Mm-hmm. It's just, I mean, if you're going to use it for a purchase. <laughs> so I don't want to discourage in, that in general. In this scenario, cash is not king. Cash mm-hmm. is not king. Yeah. Cash can actually really hurt you. Um, it has been multiple times where we've had to do some last minute getting of gifts or, um, you know, verification because people just keep mattress money. And they're in both in every, you know, underwriting guideline, there is a, um, you know, cash stored at home guideline. The meeting of that guideline is ridiculous. It is like going back to your pay stubs and, and, you know, however long that you might have had that cash. If you've had it for 20 years, we're not doing that. And mm-hmm. you're going to have to season the money, meaning it would have had to been in your account for 60 days. I've had people who were ready to go and then we get there. I'm like, hey, what's this? And they're like, oh, it's just cash. And we're like, okay, where did that cash come from? And they're like, I found it. And I was like, and <laughs> awesome. Um, and they're like, no, I really. wish I could find that much money. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, it was um, someone who owned a dumping company and they had they found it in a safe so they were they were doing oh, um, wow. clearing out a house and they got you know you keep whatever's in there and they found it in the can and I was like okay great story can't do anything with this uh-huh. so we had to wait so it's really per 
gift per found, you know, mm-hmm. lump sum of money um, and situation. That must happen a lot too with people who are self-employed. I mean, you know, self-employed is actually easier. Is it really? Yeah. And uh, well. Okay, on the sourcing, yeah. <laughs> um, because if it's part of your normal business practice, it mm-hmm. is not verified the same. So okay. if you typically deposit, if it's normal for you to deposit three to four hundred thousand dollars a month, we're mm-hmm. not going to go through and ask you. But if you are a business owner and you typically keep forty thousand dollars in your account, that's your daily average, and then suddenly you jump up to six hundred thousand, I verified that with um, you know new contracts that, that people have mm-hmm. gotten. Um, I verified that with um, invoices that have been paid due, and so it's a, a little bit more flexible. But if you're a W-2 employee, you make what you make, you make it every day. Mm-hmm. And then your your normal balance is $6,000. And all of a sudden, you're starting to deposit 3000 4000 every single month. Additionally, we're going to look into that. All right. So I'm going to step back to when we first started and Jasmine started talking. We're going to have a little contest. So I'm surprising everybody. So Uh-oh. to our listeners, want to see if you were listening, we're going to give away a $25 Dunkin' Donuts gift card. Well, you can have Dunkin' Donuts or Starbucks. You can let us know what Mary Lou's. And if somebody um, will take a caller, I don't know what numbers, uh, we'll come up with that in a minute. But earlier, Jasmine used the words EMD. So that was the deposits that you're giving for your escrow when you're first purchasing a house. So you have two deposits and she's called it an EMD. So E is an elephant, M is in Mary, D is in David. And if you can tell us what those stand for, um, and we'll do what caller? What caller do we want? Four. Number four. That's weird. I am, am I knew you were going to say that. Because they're psychic. That's not empathic. Yeah, no. <laughs> so caller number four. So Ben, if you're there, the, uh, the phone number where Ben is, 781-837-4900. If you can be, you'll be the fourth caller. Um, and anybody after that would be the, the correct caller. Um, EMD, what did that stand for? So $25 gift card for either Mary Lou's Starbucks or uh, Dunkin' Donuts. Has to be coffee related. Yeah. The other thing too, let's talk a little bit about 401ks, retirement funds, just the importance about seeing those monies transferred and helping, yeah, and helping people understand timelines when you sign an offer to purchase and you're like, okay, in 10 days, I'm going to sign a purchase and sales agreement and I'm coming up with another $30,000. And it's they don't tell us, but it's coming from their 401k. Let's talk about that. So this conversation doesn't start bef- when they're you know, at the point to make an offer. This conversation starts when they apply with me. This mm-hmm. conversation is from the very beginning. Okay, you're going to get these funds. Have you looked at the withdrawal terms? Send me a copy of the withdrawal terms. Who have you spoken to in HR? Let's have a phone call conversation with them. How is this impacting you in your taxes the next year? How is this impacting you in the timeline? What does this mean for your employment? So these things are a kind of a full financial health kind of um, view that we have. And we start this conversation early. So by the time that they they are home shopping, they should know the transition. And sometimes they need an offer to make that, that transaction. And if that's the case, what we sometimes ask, and I don't think we've done it together, it is kind of a creative second, is a delayed deposit. Um, I'm sure you guys have done them, but you know, maybe $1,000 initially, they have another 1000 in checking, and then a delayed deposit five days after mm-hmm. for, the, for those funds to come in. Mm-hmm. And I would provide a letter, say, 
saying that I've verified the funds. Um, I'm doing a lot of hand gestures. Um, <laughs> it's all right. People can see you. Oh, hi, guys. Uh, so I'm, <laughs> you know, we, we, we document it. We show the seller that we have the funds, and we've already figured out how to get them. I can't tell you how many times people think they are using retirement funds, and then they find out they cannot withdraw from that. It happens a lot with teacher unions um, oh. and firefighters. Ooh. I see that a lot. Okay. Yeah, and it's mm. it's something we need to we we need to start that conversation early. You you shouldn't be thinking about withdrawal right when you find a house. You should be thinking about you know what the, the next steps. You know, do I need how you're going to actually access that money and it, how it's going to impact? It needs to be you. way beforehand, yeah. and then we should have a plan. Mm -hmm. This is this is it. These are the dates you need to adhere to. Maybe your inspection period needs to be a little bit longer so that you know if they're not comfortable with the delayed second or third deposit. Um, so. With those funds, it's something, a conversation we start real early. Especially, too, um, you typically can't take 100% of it unless yeah. it's vested. Mm -hmm. Invested meaning, you know, you've either come of age or you've hit your pension age or um, you have some right to it, like you don't work there anymore. A lot of times you might mm -hmm. be restricted to a certain amount because of the taxes taken out. Hmm. Or penalties, taxes and penalties. Well, and the other thing too is, is sometimes that you have to pay. Like if you take it out there, they demand that you pay a portion back every month for certain pensions and things like that. So you would have to put that into your equation, right? I don't actually, because you're borrowing the money from yourself. Oh, okay. So that doesn't impact your debt to income, but it does impact your whole financial life because mm -hmm. I don't look at just your, you know, your debt to income is only the things that are reporting in your credit report and housing payments. I mm -hmm. like to look at utilities. We don't have to count that. We don't have to count your grocery bills. You have daycare, it's a real expense. So mm -hmm. you might be looking great on paper, but when it comes to your bottom line, if you're going to be struggling, it's not the right property, it's not the right mm -hmm. loan amount for you. So while I don't have to count it, we do look at it because it, the withdrawal, a straight withdrawal and a loan are different. But I think that that makes you the perfect person for people to go to because I feel like you're not just giving somebody the money because they qualify on paper. I think you're really getting down to the root of can you do this and do you want to do this? You, you don't want to be house poor either, you know, so to look at all of those expenses I think is important. You're not going to believe this, but we're out of time. What? Yes, I know, I know. And that's why we're going to get, how many more minutes? Two. Two more minutes. Two. We have, okay. So we have a couple other things that we needed to discuss with our open houses. But Jasmine, if um, anybody is interested in having a one-on-one -on -one consultation with you, and I think what we should do is that we should plan maybe a first-time home buyer class or something here for you know for our listeners. How can people get in touch with you? And you can do consultations over the phone with people, correct? Yeah, I like to work at your comfort level. So if you prefer the phone, if you prefer email, if you're like a face-to-face, -face, let's do it. So you can reach me on my cell at seven. 774-240-4667. One more time. 774-240-4667. You can call or text and I can give you my email if that's your preferred method of communication too. Perfect. And you can always reach out to us at bostonconnect.com and find our information and actually our phone number at the office is 781-826-8000. We can always connect you with Jasmine, no problem at all. Again, that was Jasmine Glasgow. 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 Okay. <laughs> I'm, it's taken me a while to get used to the new married name. And um, she is from Maritime Mortgage, and we feel as if she's the best of the best. So um, definitely um, part of our team, and we're really happy to have her. But I'm going to shift things over to Melissa so she can tell you a little bit about our open houses this weekend. 
Well, we do have, uh, we're going to have two brand new, well, we actually put one on the market today. Um, it is 46 Elm Street. We have we have a lot going on in Elm Street right now. So 46 Elm Street in Pembroke. That's going to be Sunday, 1 to 3. So um, I know it's during the Patriots game, well, but watch kick. Yeah, watch kick off. Yeah, we're going to play it there. Come visit Sharon. Um, we are going to be changing our um, Bristol Estates open house time. So we were doing 10 to 12, but now we're going to be doing 1 to to three every Saturday and Sunday. So that's a seven lot subdivision off of Taylor Street in Pembroke. We have three lots still available in our model home. So come by. Uh, Mary will be there this weekend. Uh, yes, I will. Yes, yes, she will. What's your G- what's the closest street number? Someone asked me about the street number. Yeah, closest. 78 Taylor Street is what I've been telling people. It's across the street. So if you put in 78 Taylor Street, um, look the other way. Yeah, yeah, look across the street. <laughs> you'll, and you'll see, see sign. You'll see the sign. Okay. And what about Copperwood? What time for Copperwood? In Copperwood, um, we're doing 10 to 12 mm-hmm. every Saturday and Sunday. Sounds like a new construction tour waiting to happen. We are. Well, that's why we changed it up so we can bounce from, from one So we can be with you the whole entire yeah. day. We can be with you in the morning. Come yes, hang out. Hang out. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us tonight. I can hear our exit music here. Again, thank you if you're watching us on Facebook. It was so nice to see you. You can find all of our past shows on uh, talkrealestateradio.com and you can also uh, listen to the podcast, uh, Talk Real Estate Radio WATD. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you, Jasmine. Bye, Mary. Bye, Melissa. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye.